I would like to invite our children forward this morning for a little bit of time together before we hear Pastor Caroline preach. talk so we can see each other. You want to come sit right here, sweetie? Yeah. Yeah, because I want to I want to ask y'all some questions. Okay. Cooper, you and y'all want to come sit right here so I can see your faces? Yeah. Casey, come come here so I can see your face? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let me ask you a question. Is anybody afraid of the dark? Is anybody afraid of the dark? You turn the light on? You turn the light on. Why do you turn the light on? Because it's dark. Because it's dark. Oh, you're scared of the dark because you got nowhere to go if it's dark? I, well, you know, I, I hate it when it's dark and I'm walking down the hall toward the kitchen to get a drink of water and I stub my toe. I hate it when that happens. Do you know what my husband used to do to his older sister? Have I told you all this? Okay, she was older and so her bedtime was 30 minutes later. Okay, 30 minutes later. And so he would get ready for bed and he would go slide under her bed. Uh-huh. And when she came to bed, he would reach out and grab her ankle <coughs> like that. And she'd go, ah! Yeah, really. Anyway, she, uh, she and my husband, they still tell that story. It's really, it's really funny. So the thing is, why do you think we're afraid of the dark? So, Kobe, you've said because we can't see anything, right? But what, what are some other reasons why we might be afraid of the dark? Bronwyn? Were you about to say something? No. Okay. Why, why, else do, why do you think we might be afraid of the dark? Michael? Why do you want to turn the light on when it's dark? Why do you want to turn the light on when it's dark? Are you afraid when the yeah. light's not on? Okay, okay, right. Why do you think we're afraid? Yeah, Cooper? You're not all the way afraid. Okay, that's good to know. Oh, yeah. Is that what you were going to say? Okay, put your hands out in front of you so you don't run into a wall. You know, I, well, when I was little, my stuffed animals, I'd turn out the light, and they got to looking kind of like monsters to me, you know. Um, but it's interesting. So after you turn out the light, okay, things get really, really, really dark. I mean, you know, where it's like it's so dark it feels like it's pressing on your eyeballs, you know. You know how that feels? And then 
after a few minutes, our eyes get used to it, and you can kind of see a little bit, right? So the way I like to think about this, okay, is we talk about God as being light a lot. Isn't that what was in the hymn we just sang? Yeah, Wesley? Okay, so you, you have the light. You have a light source, right? Yeah. So um, if we bring in the light of Christ, right? That's what the candles are on the altar, okay? But aren't there times, aren't there times when things get kind of tough and we feel like maybe God's not as close or we have a hard time trying to understand if God is with us? Do you ever have times like that? Do you ever have tough days and you're just like, I don't know, God, where are you? And it's kind of like those times when, you know, we kind of get used to the dark and we see a little bit of light. And to me, that's a sign, though, that God God is really with us. Even if it seems like that God is far away, there's that little bit of light there that shines, that tells us God is always always with us, even on our worst day, right? Is that something you can take with you and remember? God is with you even on your worst day? Yeah? Okay. Let's say a prayer together, all right? You want to take a hand? All right. And let's say, loving God, thank you for being with us all the time. And everywhere. Thank you for loving us. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right. Y'all take care. Have a great week. This Sunday, we're beginning a new series to um, wrap up our summer with uh, some of your ministry staff's favorite hymns. So thank you for humoring me with I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light, 206 this morning. We've already sung our text for today, so let us begin with a little word of prayer. Lord, as we, your children, gather together, Through your grace, through your mercy, shine in our hearts that your word, that your love, that your light may be revealed in this place and in us. Amen. Well, I think most of us on staff have a whole list of favorite hymns. It's hard to come down to just one. But... um, Me choosing this one for today was almost kind of like the punchline to a joke because it doesn't matter what sermon series or what scripture or what theme that we're doing in worship, I can find a way to make this hymn fit. And there have been many a worship planning session here in the church. Okay, so what's going to be our opening hymn today? Oh, I want to walk as a child of light. They're like, no, Caroline, it's not Advent. That's an Advent hymn. But we need a hymn that talks about who we are, you know, our identity in God. Oh, right here, but this fits, child of light. It fits, 206, it would fit. No, 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 no. Okay, another Sunday. We need one that talks about our walk, about our path, about our journey. We're walking, come on! 
But every single time they tell me no. But, well, they don't actually tell me no. What they do is go, well, um, oh, but what about this one over here? Or they go, um, yeah, but, but we just did that one in Advent. It always comes back to Advent. Somebody tell me why this is an Advent hymn. I haven't figured that out yet. But here we are, and then we get to pick our favorite hymn. And so we're going to do 206 today, Advent or not. One of the reasons I love this hymn, honestly, is just because I love the way I feel when I sing it. It just fills me. I, I feel like I'm being filled with the Spirit and filled with light. It has two of my favorite images in it. Um, children, us being children of God, and light. I love that image to understand God's presence with us. And we get them here, two for one, in the same song. But today... Um, As we gather for worship, I'm going to try honestly to set some of my sentimentality and emotion aside and just look at this as our text. Because much like the writers of our sacred scriptures, here we have um, Kathleen Thomerson in 1966, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these words to share them with us so that we could worship and praise the Lord our God here. And when I did, I I took the words out of the hymnal and I just typed them up on a piece of paper so I could read them, which is hard to do when you're used to singing them. And when I read them, I was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised at the depth that we have in this bright hymn that we save for Advent. It starts off, I want to walk as a child of the light. It starts off with our confession. God, this is who I know I am and who I strive to be. This is who I profess you to be, Lord. You are the God that set the stars in the heavens, that spoke into the darkness and created light, the light that all light comes from. So God, as I seek to walk day by day, shine in my heart. And it's joyful. And it's our confession and it's our profession of faith. But then we move into verse 2. I want to see the brightness of God. I want to look at Jesus. Shine on my path. Show me the way. We have moved here. From our actions and our confession and our profession of faith to what we are pleading and yearning and praying for God to do in us and in our world. This verse 2 isn't something that we can do for ourselves. And so the writer is crying out to God. And in that, what I read into it when we're saying, I want to see I want to look is that for whatever reason right now I can't see right now I don't see Lord God I need help because the path that I am on is not visible to me I am not sure what my next step is there is darkness around me that obscures my path but God please I pray to you, you that I know to be 
the light to shine on my path. We've gone into the depths pretty quick. But then in that final verse, I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience a race, we shall know the joy of Jesus. The writer is coming back and saying, though the path is dark, though I can't see, and I don't know the way, I do know and I claim the promises of Scripture. I claim the faith of the Lord our God, and I am going to cling to that. I am going to uphold my end of this covenant with the Lord our God. You know what this movement reminds me of? It reminds me of the Psalms. I mean, the Psalms. And I don't think it's just because it's poetry. And I don't think it's just because it's a song to be sung. Um, That movement from this high voice of praise to this kind of gentle lament and then claiming God's promises again. Have you... If you spend a lot of time in the Psalms and come across those Psalms, they start off praising how mighty and wonderful are your works and your deed, how strong is your love. And then all of a sudden we're talking about, but my foes surround me, the wicked, they are, you know, what? What's going on here? And they're talking about how oppressed and persecuted they are and the terrible things that are happening. And then they come back around and they claim God's goodness and promises and everlasting Lord. It's, it's, to me, this gentle psalm of lament. Because life isn't all the mountaintop and light, but neither is life all the pit of despair. We go back and forth. There's probably a few too many mindless steps in the middle. And here our writer has become our psalmist today to help us claim the goodness and mercy and light of God to journey with us when our next steps are unsure, when darkness does surround us. But to hold fast to that covenant that the darkness does not win, that in the city of God the night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light. This final verse I'm looking for the coming of Christ when we have run with patience the race. Two different things struck me about this final verse. One is the rich references to scripture that are here and the lack of any sort of reference at the bottom of the page. Do any of you ever open your hymnal and look at all this little stuff at the bottom? It tells you who wrote the hymn and the music and when and tells you the name of the tune and the meter. And on a whole lot of the pages it will tell you in scripture, where this comes from. Well, how in the world did they get away with not citing anything here? I am not sure about that. Maybe there were just too many to list. But in particular, Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Do you remember? I had to look up where it was. I didn't know, but there it is. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, 
disregarding his shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God, running with perseverance the race. Because when we can't see the path, when the path is dark, when we're stumbling around, running into the walls, even though we have our hands out and we're trying to stop, we need, we need, and we plea and cry to God, shine, shine on my path so that I may know the way. Because I'm weary in this race. Because I'm weary. And yet, God, I know and I claim that you are here with me to endure, to persevere, and one day to know the full joy of Jesus. One day to know that in fullness. That's the second thing this hymn reminded me of here at the end. I was at Bridgeport well, I'm there most summers, but it was a few summers ago. Um, was there with our elementary kids. I'm not sure if some of y'all in the room might have been there with me. And it was a closing worship one night at the place with the cross at Bridgeport. Beautiful sunset at night. It's starting to get dark outside. And uh, Pastor Cheryl was giving the word that night. And she told a story in the middle of her sermon that struck me. And it was a story of one of the members of her community, where her congregation is, and this woman had had an amazing experience that she told Pastor Cheryl about. She had been quite ill. She had been in the hospital. And somewhere in the midst of this experience in the hospital, all of a sudden she was no longer in the hospital. She was with God. And there, surrounding her, were her loved ones that had gone on before. I mean, they were in heaven together. And I think that Pastor Cheryl was sharing this story so that we could be in awe and wonder and have that hope. But when I heard the story of this woman, who the story goes on, that somewhere in the midst of this she got the word that not yet, not yet, and here she was with us today to to share her story, this amazing vision and experience. But when I heard that story, I was ashamed of it at the moment my first gut reaction was, that's not fair. She got to see her loved ones, and I have to wait. That's not fair. And yet, God is here with us on this journey, and we know, we know, because of God's promises, We know that God is shining that light for us. That when we cry out, shine on my path. That when we confess, I want to walk as a child of the light. When we profess, you are the light. That God hears our prayers. That our God is a loving and gracious and merciful God. And God does hear our prayers. And that one day, we will know those in fullness. We will know the joy of Jesus in its fullness. I still haven't figured out why this is an Advent hymn. Maybe it's because it has something to do with light and a star. And we like to think of those magi stumbling around following the light. Maybe it's because it talks about the coming of Christ. Although I think maybe this writer is talking about a different coming of Christ. 
But maybe what resonates with me most right now when I think about saving it for that season in our church year is that period of waiting. That period of waiting where we have to run with perseverance the race. And so, we can come now and experience that light and experience that presence with one another, but also at the table. Because we know and we have been invited and we have experienced that God is here now in the bread and in the cup, nourishing us for the journey filling us with light and love and guiding us in our next steps, whether they are steps of joy and light, whether you are running that race and crossing the finish line with a smile on your face or whether you are stumbling step by step that God is here with you and with me and with us to guide us saying, come, come children, children of light that God is here in this place. May we come. Amen.